today I'm just focusing on two verses, uh, Romans 1, 16 through 17. Uh, and these verses are short, but I think they have a lot in them for us. And today I'm going to be talking to Autumn and Cody and Joy, but I hope that in something that you overhear that you'll find something helpful for you as well. Romans 1, verses 16 through 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation for everyone who has faith. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith. As it is written, the one who is righteous will live by faith. Autumn, Cody, and Joy, my prayer for you this day is that you would begin to learn to live lives unashamed of the gospel. You might not know what shame means, but regrettably, I'm sure you felt it. Brene Brown says that guilt is feeling bad when we do something wrong, when we break something, when we hurt someone, when we break a rule. Guilt can be good because it helps us to know when we need to fix things, when we need to say that we're sorry, when we need to ask someone, will you forgive me? Guilt can come from God. Brown explains that shame is different. Shame is when we feel bad about who we are. And shame is never a good thing. Shame is never from God. Shame is when we feel bad for how we look when we look in the mirror. Shame is when we feel bad about ourselves because of how our brains or our bodies work or don't seem to work all that well. Shame is what makes us think that other people are better or cooler or more popular when we are not. Shame is whatever story we tell or whatever story is told about us that makes us feel unworthy of love. But shame is a liar, just like those bullies in the school hallway. The gospel takes away our shame. Gospel is this word that we use in church that just means good news. The good news, Autumn and Cody and Joy, is that each of you were fearfully and wonderfully made in the image and likeness of God. The good news is that over each of you, God says, you are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved son. The good news is that God loved us all so much that He put on skin in Jesus so that He could be one of us, so that He could be with us. Jesus got His knees scraped when He fell and He got His feelings hurt. And He felt all the anxiety and the fear and the sadness and the anger and the big feelings that we feel. Jesus faced bullies like we do that didn't include Him and called Him names. Jesus came to show us that God loves everybody the same. 
So he ate lunch with the people who didn't have anyone to sit with. And he played with the kids who didn't get picked at recess. And he was friends with the cool and popular people too, just as long as they were nice and didn't leave anybody out. And this is why the bullies who had power decided to kill Jesus. Because bullies need someone to be left out and laughed at to feel good about who they are. But Jesus let them kill him because he loved them too much that he would rather die than hurt them. And Jesus forgave them because, as he said, they didn't really know what they were doing. You know, bullies hurt other people because they've been hurt. And they think that some, hurting someone else might make them feel better. That's where shame leads all of us eventually, actually. We all do that, whether we think we're bullies or not. But God and Jesus forgave them, and God and Jesus forgives us too. The good news is that Jesus died and was resurrected to show us who God is. Always forgiving and accepting and loving us just as we are. Autumn and Cody and Joy, baptism is about claiming that identity. About claiming that understanding of who we are and whose we are. Baptism is a symbol of our dying to or letting go of the shame that tries to tell us who we are and trusting instead that God's loving voice is enough. We trust that God loves us. We don't have to worry about being cool or following the rules or impressing other people. We don't have to worry about what other people think or say about us or about how other people make us feel. Baptism is our symbol of our dying to or letting go of living in a way that shames others, that makes others feel bad. If we, don't, if we believe that God loves us, we don't have to make anybody else feel bad to feel good. We don't have to think we're better than anybody else because God's love is enough to make us who we are. This is what I think Paul was trying to convince those people in Rome of. Some of them were Jewish Christians. People made fun of them and treated them badly because they were poor and uneducated immigrants who were slaves or they worked jobs that nobody else really wanted. They made fun of them because they spoke a different language and because they refused to worship Roman gods or celebrate Roman holidays or eat the same foods that the people in Rome ate because the Bible told them to live differently. It got so bad that the Emperor Claudius kicked them out of Rome. When a new emperor came to power two years later, the Jews came back. But then they were bullied again in their own churches by those Greek, or we call them Gentile Christians, who were there when they left and now were the ones that ran the church. They were bullied because they weren't cool. Uh, this time it happened in their church because these Roman Christians weren't cool or popular with the other Romans. And so they felt like they needed to look down on these Jewish Christians because they were lame rule followers who didn't know how to have fun. But the Jewish Christians were convinced that the Romans were actually the weird ones. The Jewish Christians knew they were God's favorites because they were Jewish, because they were born in the right place at the right time, and they spoke the right language, and they followed all the right rules. They had heard the gospel, the good news that Jesus loved everybody, but deep down, they believed that God loved them more. 
And like we all do, they took those bad feelings, they took that shame that they were made to feel, and they turned it around on the people that hurt them so that they would feel bad. The Romans in the church were made fun of other Romans but for being Christians. But they were still more popular and cool and had more status, is what they called power in Rome, than the other Christians, the Jewish Christians. They had heard the good news that God loved everyone, but to feel better about themselves, they bragged to their fellow church members. They were obviously God's favorites because they were citizens, and they were richer, and they had more power. They also bragged that they were smarter, that they really knew what God wanted them to do because they understood that they didn't have to follow all those Jewish rules anymore. But Paul says that all of them are wrong. He tells the Roman church that God doesn't have favorites. God doesn't pick some of us just because we were born in the right place and speak the right language and have the right ancestors. God doesn't pick some of us because we have more money and power and position. God doesn't just pick some of us because we believe all the right things and follow all the right rules. Through Jesus, God shows us that we are all loved and accepted. And we are all saved. We can st- when we can stop trusting in all those other things, good or bad, that we think make us who we are. We can be saved when we stop trusting in all those other things we think make us right in the eyes of God or better than other people. We are all saved when we can trust in God's love. A love that can free us from the ways of this world which are obsessed with status and built on shame. Autumn and Cody and Joy, I remember when I was young, a pastor talking to me about the fact that the cross has two lines. And that it shows us that God's love goes both ways. Up and down from God to us, but also from side to side. That God's love is supposed to go from us to other people. The journey of becoming like Jesus is not just about God loving you and learning to love God back. It's also about you learning how to see the world differently and treat people differently in the way that Jesus did. Maybe that's one time when I mean that's why one time when I was being mean to my sister that my grandma Corinne looked at me and said, "Didn't you get baptized? Aren't you supposed to be different?" She wasn't shaming me. She was reminding me of who I really was, of who I was really becoming. I shouldn't have had to show that I was stronger or smarter or cooler than my little sister anymore to feel good about myself. Because I had faith in Jesus. I could be satisfied in God's love for me and live differently. When Paul says he's not ashamed of the gospel, he's not just talking about not being ashamed of believing in Jesus, but not being ashamed of following the ways of Jesus, even as they are looked at as being so different and strange compared to the ways of this world. This world seems like a Bruce Springsteen lyric. Down here, it's just all winners and losers, and don't get caught on the wrong side of that line. Everything seems to be about winning and losing, doesn't it? I like to win. Something within me needs to win. I don't play many games anymore, but I feel caught up in it when I'm watching UNC play basketball or when I'm watching Judah play soccer. 
I get too into it, like really stressed when things aren't going my way and really angry when we're losing. And I say we as if I'm out there doing something. We, we sports fans do that. We lost. We didn't lose. They lost. But it tells you about how we get so invested in it, how we need it so badly. Unfortunately for me, this isn't just about sports. I have to admit, it's the way that I often look at life. I want not just to be the best, but I really want to be better than other people. I want to win and for others to recognize my strength and my skill and my intellect and my hard work. And I want people to think it, I did it all on my own and that I deserve all the credit. I want to be right, but not just right. I want other people to be wrong. I want my opponents or enemies not just to lose, but to be losers, to be shamed. If I'm really honest, I worship success. And as I see this within myself, I see how ashamed I am of the gospel. I see that I'm not all that different from those people in Rome that Paul was writing about who thought they were better or worse because of who they are, were, or what race they were, or what country they were from, or what heritage they had, or what language they spoke. It's the same thing. And I bet you aren't all that different from them either. But the good news is this, that God's power can save us, every one of us, when we stop grasping for power, thinking we can save ourselves. When we stop believing, we will feel good when we make other people feel bad. Verse 17 says that the one who is righteous will live by faith. My friends, our righteousness or rightness or goodness in God's eyes is not determined by anything we can do right or wrong. It's not determined by any game we can win or lose or anything that we think makes us worse or better than anyone else, but only by the faithfulness of Jesus. Only by grace. Autumn, Cody, Joy, all of you who have been baptized, when we were lowered into the waters, we chose to die to sin. We chose to die to shame and to shaming. And by the grace of God, we were raised to new life in Jesus. And we continue to be raised. Don't be ashamed of that gospel.